0: welcome to the daily disciples podcast with tony lee adamson real and raw conversations dealing with life and spirituality god so loved the world but do we realize that he still does god uses people's stories to encourage and enlighten us to continue growing learning and living with hope here you will find the love of god speaking to you through the stories of others thank you for joining us today Hello, this is Tony Lee Adamson, and I'm from Daily Disciples Ministries. I'm the co founder with Bobby Brooks. And today on this podcast, we're going to talk about conversations with God as we continue our series. And we're also going to address getting real when it comes to prayer. So, how do we pray, and what do we say? Many people have said to me, if there's really a god isn't he too big to deal with my little issues here on earth i mean aren't there other things that he needs to be addressing than my issues and is there a right way to pray well this episode we're going to address getting real with ourselves and learning how to pray and the bible passage is from luke 11. now for those of you who are new to the Daily Disciples podcast, you can hear more episodes on our our Bible study channel at connectionsnetwork.tv or you can download the app at connectionsnetwork.tv. All right, so as we open the Bible, we are in Luke chapter 11 and this is where the disciples are asking Jesus to teach them how to pray. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. So Jesus prays out loud, obviously, and the disciples are realizing, wow, I don't pray like that. I wonder if Jesus would teach us how to pray like what is the content of prayer and and how do we pray why do we pray what do we say so jesus said back to them when you pray say father hallowed be your name your kingdom come give us each day our daily bread forgive us our sins For we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. So we're going to start with father. Well, in this word father, this word wasn't used often in the Old Testament because it's translated Abba or Daddy. And father became such a common term to the very first disciples and apostles the very first church after jesus died and resurrected that addressing god the father as abba or daddy became common now i don't think well i know because i've been to very a lot of churches we don't often pray daddy Maybe because it seems too casual. Maybe because it seems too intimate. But when Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray, he did say, Daddy. He started with, your Heavenly Father is this close to you. Now, how can we use the term Daddy? And why can we use the term Daddy? And the reason why is we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit three parts in one. I've heard it described as like an egg. You have the yolk, you have the white, and you have the shell. Uh, I've also heard it spoken of like electricity. You have the switch on the wall, you have the wire, and then you have the light bulb that actually turns on. So, it takes three parts of the Godhead to make up one God. So, the holy spirit we're told covered the earth in genesis 1. then it's the holy spirit's job or role to bring us to jesus and it was jesus's role on earth to bring us into a relationship with the father or with his father and when jesus died on the cross and then was resurrected from the dead not resuscitated but resurrected then the holy spirit was given to each of us when we asked jesus to come into our hearts and now we have a relationship like jesus has with the father which makes him now our daddy so we do have an intimate relationship with god in other words just like our parents and i know some of us have not had good parents uh, I did have good parents, but uh, I know some of us haven't. But being able to approach our parents in an intimate way, like mommy and daddy, is how the Lord wants us to view Him, and that we can come to Him like that. So there is no scraped knee that's too little to bother our daddy. There is no, you know, problem that's that's too small. The Lord wants to deal with everything in our lives, not just the big things. Matter of fact, I've noticed that when God answers my prayers about the little things, it's then that I'm able to trust Him more with the big life crises. And I have to say, I've been through life crises that I thought, gosh, if the Lord answered a small prayer like that like lord i forgot my shopping list can you please remind me what i need Uh, if he answers a prayer like that then how much more will he answer a huge crisis prayer that we live through or go through or find ourselves in because we are on this earth and those crises do happen just that god is there as our daddy to walk us through them so when jesus says father or daddy he starts with saying hallowed be your name so the first thing that he's saying is god our daddy we want to honor you as god you are god and we glorify you as god it is giving god the praise that he deserves he is our heavenly father and by acknowledging that he is so much greater than we are it puts us in the right perspective to come to him to understand our issues god is our creator god is he has no beginning or end he knows The day of our birth he knows the day of our death nothing is going to change that the Lord already knows so we are Acknowledging that we praise him and we love him and that he is hallowed or Glorified honored and praised by us. He has he is on the throne of our hearts He is our King our Lord the next line is your kingdom come so right now we are in a process of already but not yet so jesus already came to earth jesus already has the authority to pass on to his followers to make disciples Jesus has the ability to bring the kingdom of God into our hearts, that we can already be walking with Jesus on this earth, and already calling God the Father, Daddy. But not yet is Jesus ruling this earth. Not yet is Jesus uh, having that rod of iron in his hand we are waiting for his return we are waiting for jesus to deal with satan once and for all so satan is the devil we were introduced to him in genesis chapter 3. in genesis chapter 3 we learned that the serpent was more cunning and crafty and through his conversations with eve he got her convinced or deceived to eat something that God said not to eat. That was the only rule God gave Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve both broke the rule. And uh, instead of figuring out how far to run away from uh, that line, of crossing that line, they got right up to it and actually stepped over the line. They weren't supposed to step over. So Satan, at that point, became the prince of the power of the air and that's who he is today and there is a realm there's a spiritual realm there's the heavens and then there's the spiritual heavens and then there's obviously the throne of god the heaven of heavens the holy of holies and it's in that realm of the spiritual heavens that satan being the prince of the power of the air influences a lot everything that goes on in this earth how and on this earth however when we come to know jesus because jesus had the power over death which is what satan did to adam and eve they not only died spiritually in their relationship with god they eventually would die physically in their relationship uh, in their relationship on earth so in that physical death jesus came to earth and physically died and was resurrected so that now god's will and his kingdom can come through us on earth as it is his will in heaven so look at it this way when we come to know jesus we become his walking will we are god's will because we came to know our daddy father through jesus so when he says your kingdom come his kingdom comes through us as we're on this earth we are his followers that continue to pass on the message of salvation and god's kingdom here as jesus reigns through our hearts and we don't live anymore according to the pattern of this world but we now live in in and for the glory of god so then verse 3 says give us each day our daily bread so we're acknowledging now that we have requests so first we're learning the content of the prayer father hallowed be your name your kingdom come so the verses start with you god or thou god and now we transition into us give us each day our daily bread forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation that tells us right there that that we are in a community of believers that we are a part of god's family and then it's not just about ourselves personally but it is about the people around us so when jesus said the greatest two commandments are loving the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and then saying the second greatest commandment is loving others as yourself. He is saying to remember that others are a part of God's family and that we're not supposed to just be focused just on ourselves when we're coming to God, understanding we're part of a greater good, a greater picture. Okay so give us our daily bread it's asking the lord to meet our needs in a daily way but then he goes in to forgive us our sins and the reason why this is such a big deal is because in order for us to have a relationship with god or have a conversation with god jesus came so that our sins would be forgiven and you could say well what's a sin well a sin is anything that falls short of like god's definition of best and i might be able to compare myself with my neighbor and say i'm better than her or him but i cannot say that i am ever equal with the holiness of god so if god forgave me of my sins through jesus now i am called to forgive other people's sins and i do think that when we get this perspective of forgiveness A lot of things become small in comparison to the great and amazing things that God has done. It it just becomes little. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us. In other words, now we are like Jesus, because Jesus forgave us, so we're going to forgive others, and lead us not into temptation. Jesus prayed in John 17 to keep us from evil. Or to keep his believers from the evil one and I really I mean if Jesus prayed it I know God answered it I mean there's no question in my mind that God answered it because Jesus prayed it and we have to remember to not highlight the enemy but to highlight the Lord this keep us lead us not into temptation is the last sentence the first one is Heavenly Father or Daddy Abba God I mean So we have to remember that God is the one on the throne. I hear people a lot saying, so I just tell the devil, get away from me. And I just think, you know, if we just, if we remain close with God, the devil flees because the devil doesn't want a relationship with God. So if we can stay in conversation with God, if we can keep including God in our problems, and if we can keep understanding that we can ask for daily provisions and we can ask to help us forgive others like lord help us forgive others then we also learn how not to end up in temptation because those things just hurt us jesus then goes into saying suppose one of you has a friend and he goes to him at midnight and says friend lend me three loaves of bread Because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. The one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's boldness or... Another way is saying, because of the man's persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For whoever asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. So the first half of Jesus teaching the disciples how to pray have to do with content has to do with god is the you he is the daddy we are the us then it comes into more a specific focus on each of us personally and are we persistent are we continuing to come to god and develop that relationship and expect god to answer our prayers i've had uh, many people say to me you know i just I don't even care what happens anymore i just pray god your will be done god your will be done well god's will will be done but god wants you to participate in watching that unfold okay so it will unfold on this earth if you continue to ask for the lord's will to be done and there's many ways we do that sometimes i'll say lord if there's anybody you want me to help today you know open my eyes that I can see that. Lord, if there's anybody you want me to talk to today, Lord, make sure I answer the phone if they call. Like, Lord, put someone on my heart. So it's a relationship of expecting the Lord to answer whatever you're asking because you're in a conversation with God. You're in a relationship with God all day. We're spiritual beings, just like God is spirit. And so we can have a constant conversation with God about anything through the day so when jesus says ask seek and knock he's referring to the boldness or the persistence for everyone who asks receives he who seeks finds and to him who knocks the door will be open now if you find your prayer that you keep praying and praying and praying is not being answered and you're frustrated and it's not necessarily a prayer of um, justice but it's just like a prayer that you want someone to come to know jesus or a prayer that you want something to be changed at work or changing your family or you know if this thing just got fixed then i would be so much better sometimes those things are put in our life to change us first so it is better to ask the lord to teach you how to pray about it so that we can calm down and come to the lord in it because persistence doesn't have to mean it's an Anxiety producing, right? I mean, prayer gives us peace. So if we're not getting peace, then we have to ask the Lord to teach us how to pray that we have really given this to God. And if our prayers aren't being answered, we need to change the way we pray or pray about other things too, so that we do see God working in our prayers. Sometimes we just get stuck on one thing, and what happens is we end up being God telling Him what He has to do god does not have to do anything we say "Hallow be your name god you are god you know what's best we have to surrender submit to him he doesn't surrender and submit to us we are in conversation we are pressing into him we are asking him for things but in this relationship if you're not watching god work in your life change your prayers study the old testament people and how they prayed and the prayers that were answered in their lives there is clearly a structure i will talk about that this is this uh discussion is getting real like being honest with god understanding there's content persistence and then god's faithfulness to give because he hears us but the next conversation with god we will discuss like uh it's kind of a pattern of how to pray i i call it p r a y pray and i'll go through that in the next podcast but as we go into verse 11 jesus gives i think just a great a great illustration he says which of you fathers if your son asks for a fish will give him a snake instead so he's saying yes we are parents and we fall short absolutely but if our child comes to us and asks for a fish we're we gonna hand him a snake like are, do we not know what's good for our children and what's best for our children and he said or if he asks for an egg we'll give him a scorpion now both a fish and an egg are things that you could eat And both a snake and a scorpion are things that bite or hurt us. So he's saying, if you as a child, you know, come to your Abba or your daddy and you ask for a fish or an egg, if your father is good, because we all fall short and some fathers fall even shorter than others. But any father who loves their child would not try to intentionally hurt their child. So Jesus continues. If then, though you are evil, so in other words, you f- we fall short, we do sin, we do not raise our children perfectly, we do make mistakes, we do live according to the pattern of this world a lot of times, we do act out impulsively. If we do things that are not best, always. Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So, people ask, "Well, how do we get more of the Holy Spirit?" Well, this is this is how it goes. The Holy Spirit woos us or leads us to Jesus. Jesus then died on the cross for our sins. Then He gives us a relationship with God the Father. The Holy Spirit is then placed inside of our hearts that we can have these conversations with God. The relationship is spiritual. A spiritual God, a spiritual rebirth, a spiritual opening of our eyes and our ears, a spiritual understanding that we live now according to the king of heaven, not the king or the prince of the earth, okay? We come to Jesus and we get as much of the Holy Spirit as we're going to get. Ephesians, the book of Ephesians tells us that we are sealed when we come to Jesus for the day of redemption. In other words, the day we die, when God has his role, you know, call, we will be on that list. Absolutely. Because if we came to know Jesus, we are saved and we will live eternity with God, but that eternity starts here on earth. So our relationship and conversations with God start here. They don't start when we're at the pearly gate. They start down here. It goes from this relationship here to our relationship there. Jesus said the kingdom of God isn't over here or over there because the kingdom of God is in within us within us and that comes with the holy spirit coming in us that's one of the roles the holy spirit does seals us for the day of salvation or the day of redemption but the other role that the holy spirit does is continue to give us spiritual gifts so like wisdom knowledge and discernment the holy spirit has been described by jesus as our comforter our counselor our teacher right the holy spirit is our advocate Uh, as a nurse i became patient advocate a lot i was i worked in icu and those patients couldn't talk but the doctor would come to the bedside and you know i would be the one as the patient advocate saying you know his blood pressure is going up too high or i notice he's getting agitated at night or i like i would be the patient's advocate the patient couldn't talk intubated or whatever so I would be the one that would come to the doctor to say, help this patient in this way. And then the doctor would write the orders according to me being the patient advocate. Well, that's what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is like the nurse, interceding in our prayers to God the Father. And the Holy Spirit is also our advocate for the Father. So He opens, the Holy Spirit opens our minds, gives us wisdom knowledge and discernment to know how to walk our spiritual life out on the earth we can ask for the holy spirit at any time to give us wisdom we can ask for spiritual gifts to help other people we can the holy spirit is with us constantly in john 14 jesus said to his disciples the holy spirit has been with you but when jesus died on the cross and was resurrected then he will be in you and when you come to know jesus personally he comes in you like ephesians 1 says and then when you keep praying for more of the holy spirit to really give yourself to god and live a life that's pleasing to god then we ask for the holy spirit to come upon us and that's a completely different teaching so we're going to stop with getting real with just understanding the lord's prayer in john 11 which happens to be the content first then our persistence second and then god's faithfulness to give when we ask seek and knock and what he really the best gift of all the best gift of all to ask our daddy is for more of the holy spirit we have more closeness with god we start watching him work in our prayers and we learn a completely different way to live, a life that gives us peace and joy, a life that has light that shines from us, that has a love for people, uh, a light that and a love that desires to represent Jesus on earth. You know, Christians mean little Christs, and that's what we're supposed to be—the little lights of the world—and a and whole bunch of us doing it together, which is why it's the us and the wheeze in the lord's prayer which really is our prayer because jesus already prayed and now he was teaching the disciples so if you are just listening to this podcast this is the daily disciples podcast and my name is tony lee adamson if you'd like to hear uh more teachings from daily disciples you can go to the daily disciples bible study channel on connections network tv that's the website or you can download the app connections network tv so We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to keep in touch with you. Uh, Bobby Brooks and myself have been in ministry for over 20 years now. And I have to say, I've just started this podcast on my own and I'm so used to Bobby doing the opening and the closing that I'm pretty uncomfortable. But I think on the next couple of podcasts, I might just put her in on the show so that we get her perspective too. But thank you for listening today. Thank you for joining me. And we will continue in conversations with God. God bless you and your day. Thank you for joining Daily Disciples Podcast with Tony Lee Adamson. No more fake, fancy, or fluffy, but real and raw conversations dealing with life and spirituality. For more information, go to dailydisciples.org or connectionsnetwork.tv. And we can't wait to talk to you soon.